your eyes up, don't get all tied up Hope you wise up the multiple lies of the multi-faceted, multi-complex system of living that people are living Stuck in inertia, that's a diversion, government worship, instead we are searching Ancient mysteries, ancient history, sacred energy, and how to discern it Human autonomy, truth and philosophy, UFOlogy, human psychopathy, super anomalies, human ecology You got lobotomies up in your consciousness, all the thoughts that we've been dancing around The system wants to blow your candle out, but we won't let it We reject it with our pathetic lies, so we chant it down
I say the same thing on every show, so I'll just be quiet from here on out. You enjoy this show on the Ark of the Covenant and uncovering some of the mysteries you may not know. Welcome back, everyone. We're back with Loomis. We found some time in the daytime this time, mate. It's actually light where I'm talking to you now, which is normally the dark when I'm talking to you, but we uh, we found yep. some time and we've been bouncing back and forth. Unfortunately, the subject matters that we want to cover, there's too many, right? We could just, you know, if we had the resources, we could just sit in a bunker and research till the end of time, hey, Loomis? But uh, yeah. <laughs> We decided a little while ago, we, we piqued our interest uh, offline, I think it was, about the Ark of the Covenant. That's right. Um, and so we had a discussion offline. In the last couple of months, we've been uh, bouncing back and forth. And here we are, the Ark of the Covenant. It's a very mysterious one. Obviously, we all love Indiana Jones. However, we thought we'd deep dive, but it, it's not really that deep of a dive. That's an interest, That's probably one of the most interesting things about it. However, why don't you uh, kick us off, mate, and tell us about the origins of the Ark, and uh, I'll chip in with some information that I've picked up along the way as well. Yeah, it it's an it's a very interesting, mysterious subject, and i i really I really liked digging into it, and I was like more, 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 and then I hit I hit a bottom. Yeah, and yeah, I think, you don't go any further. Yeah, no, I don't know if there is a place to go any further, but there is leads in different directions that mm-hmm. I just don't know where to go, but. Uh, as always, when I approach a subject, and especially something out of the Bible, I have to look at it like this too. First of all, I was like, did it really happen? Was it real or was it symbolic? Was Are we looking at an allegory here? And I couldn't find anything like that, but I just always like to ask that question anyway, because I like to stand things on their head and check it out. And I'm pretty positive it was real, but we always should ask the right questions. And Mm -hmm. we have to remember that Moses had written this book, but Moses also was said to have written Genesis, which we know is just an older telling of our earth story with the Mm -hmm. Sumerian tablets. And Mm -hmm. so that right there, you you do have to wonder. And then there's a, a, a hypothesis out there too, that Moses could have been Akhenaten and um, not to derail yeah, who this, was, but who was Moses? Who, yeah, who yeah. was Moses? Yeah, was he? You know, Akhenaten might come into this. So I thought I would just throw that out there before we begin, just to think that possibly he could have been the one who left Egypt, um, mm. rather than this Moses character. And I think you, you you touched on something there as well that I, I brushed up against it, as, as with any research, and I know we we research similarly there's there's rabbit holes and branches that that pop off um and it's hard not to go down that rabbit hole and you know Moses was one of those interesting ones and you got to you know after now that we know more about the Sumerian texts and we know more about uh just the general story that's been repeated and repeated and repeated throughout time and it's really just a story about a story about a story which is the real story right and and who was Moses is a very very interesting question um, however, you know, I mean, you even go to the Ten Commandments with Moses, right? Um yeah. on the on the temple in Sinai. Uh he's talking to an acacia bush. Now, me and you both know what the acacia bush is and what the acacia bush a burning bush, right? And even yeah. the even the Jewish scholars now say that Moses was probably off his dial on DMT when he got the Ten Commandments, right? Uh right. So, you know, is that him talking to another consciousness, right? 
and then actually in my my version of the research other consciousness does come into it with the alternative theories however the ark like you say in the bible but it's not just the bible is it it's the kabbalah the bible the hebrew texts the israelite yeah. stories the ethiopian stories right the ark echoes through every single one of those things in multiple ways which is which is interesting but where did you yeah. start with the ark man where, where where did you where did you start well now you were showing a picture earlier and i just thought about the description and it's interesting that we talked about dmt because it was constructed out of acacia wood mm -hmm. so you have yeah there you go um so it was constructed out of acacia is about three by five and it's plated with gold and um yeah so and it's got these carrying poles mm -hmm. and uh the two cherubim on top mm -hmm. so we got um and the flame that would come out of the, the middle of it i mean it's a really it's a really bizarre thing when you think about a lot it's of the, very bizarre the, yeah um wait sorry i pressed the wrong thing yeah so so um there uh there's that and then also um let's see if i can find hold on i get out of the screen for a sec uh, you're right mate so while you're doing uh, that uh so we've got a picture up and just so yeah. it gives a good description right so this is from exodus 25 uh 10-21 right 2.5 cubits long, 1.5 cubits wide, 1.5 cubits high. Now, I've converted those measurements. We'll talk a little bit more about them later. Made from acacia wood overlaid with gold within and without. The cover yeah. of the lid is pure gold with hammered gold cherubim, right? So it's like two little um, statues, I suppose, right? And they look like they've got wings or flames. They called the, the the staves which carried the ark were made of acacia wood, but the whole thing was made of acacia wood. And again, what does acacia give us? Acacia gives us DMT. Uh, yep. Theoretically, it contained the stone tablets, right? So the 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 Ten Commandments, but it had some other stuff in there too. Um, yeah. They called the middle between the cherubims the mercy seat, um, and it was all made of gold, right? Uh, the cherubims, the wings extended over the mercy seat. Cherubim face each other toward the mercy seat, made from pure gold, beaten and attached to the ark covering. That's a lot of gold, man. That's a yeah, lot of gold. Um, and I worked with gold for a long time. I worked within gold for a long time. And it's it's one of those things that, I mean, theoretically, the Israelites carried this thing across the desert for 40 years, right? Uh, gold wouldn't put up with that. I wonder, you know what I mean? Gold's a very soft metal. Um, yes, it is, yeah. So I don't understand how they could carry it around for that long. Um, but it's interesting, man. It's interesting. Where are we going to go? Did you find your notes? Well, well, that's just to, yeah, I did. And, well, you just described it, really. Um, they, yeah, uh, the two cherubs face each other with their wings wrapped around their bodies. But we already know that. But mm. this is something that that kind of, so you talked about, you know, it's like, how would you carry that all the time? According to the Talmud, which is the the um, the Hebrew Bible, mm. the space occupied by the ark did not take up space. It took up space, but didn't take up any space at the same time. And also that the people who carried it, it carried them. It's kind mm. of, a, it's, it's very strange how it carried them rather mm. than, than um, them being 
you know, laboring to carry this huge, heavy thing. It was like somehow it carried them. It, it like lightened their feet. But one thing that's in there. So we have the Ten Commandments supposedly mm. broken in there, and and a staff of Aaron, who's uh, Moses's brother, mm. that could turn into a sta- a snake, mm-hmm. a jar of mana or mana. I say mana because mana is the the spiritual energy in the Polynesian culture. So I always hear that a lot here in Hawaii. Yeah, Yeah, so I always think of mana, but mana, mana is what they call it. It's a starch that came from the sky. That that's how millions are fed in the desert for forty years, wandering, and that's very strange. I it is very strange. Right? What is this stuff? stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I had yeah Aaron's rod. Um, Yeah, yeah, rod, walking sticks. It's basically, and look, you see it. Actually, Ra behind me up there is carrying what you would call maybe an Aaron's rod, but it's it's got a, a head of Anubis on it. Okay. Oh, right. Um, but it's the shepherd's staff. It's the one that goes up and hooks around. Uh, you, you see it in a lot of the biblical texts and the biblical pictures, but you also see it in a lot of hieroglyphs. You see it in a lot of Egyptian hieroglyphs. You see it a lot of in a, a lot of Sumerian drawings. You see a lot of in East African drawings. Now, it's supposedly just a shepherd's staff. However, we got it, it did perform uh two miracles, Aaron's rod, apparently, and one of them was drawing water from a stone. Okay. Oh wow. And Aaron's rod is the staff that split the Red Sea. Okay, that is the that is the literal story. Uh that's interesting. Yeah, it is very interesting that Aaron that that is Aaron's rod um that split the Red Sea. So yeah. The, the rod thing's interesting, right? I mean, we come back to, is it mythical? Is it literal, right? I mean, mm-hmm. what are we actually talking about here? I mean, not to give it away too early, but was the ark technology? Was the things within the ark technology? Um, well, it's a good question. Yeah. You know, because how did a rod split the sea? Okay, so that's and you know that's how they got away from the Egyptians, right? Is it you know Moses stood there, split the Red Sea allowed the Israelites through. Once the Israelites got through, the Pharaoh's men chased them, and then he released the rod, and the sea descended upon the pursuers. Okay, that's the that's the biblical story, yeah. right? And that was Aaron's rod that did that. Um, that's interesting. And that rod is represented, like I say, it's the shepherd's staff. It's the, it's the staff you see. Um, well, actually, hang on. When you talk next, I'll I'll grab Ra Dan. We can actually have a. I've got a representation yeah. of the yeah. staff. Okay. Um, but the mana is interesting, man. What's your take on the mana? I mean, that was, as you say, it's some sort of starch-based thing that literally fed them for forty years. Okay, it sort of yeah. reminds me of, um, for want of a better description, the the gruel in the Matrix, right? You know what I mean? It's like. It it had obviously had enough vitamins and minerals and whatever else to sustain these people every single day for in theory forty years. Now, what are we even talking about there? Like it's it's and yeah, it's I was trying to I knew the mana was spiritual, and then you said Hawaiian. I'm like, yes, yeah, that's right. Yep. Is it one and the same, right? So now are we talking about energetic versus spiritual? Like this is the question. Uh it's it's an interesting one, man. It is because it fell from the sky, apparently. But just back to the rod a little bit, I just wanted to say something. Um, the rod is an echo of another story across the world that I have. I just reminded me just as you were speaking. 
when I went to Machu Picchu, the where you fly into is is Cusco, and Cusco was the center of the Incan Empire, and how they found that this place was going to be uh, the center of the Incan Empire is a certain important person. I, I guess it would have been a chief. I, I'd have to look it up. Had a rod made of gold, mm-hmm. and it went into the ground there and that's how they knew that they would build their their civilization Cusco right there mm. so I, I it just reminded me of that that that's kind of an echo across the um of the world on a totally different place well it all echoes man I mean you know yeah. what what anyone that wields magic has what a staff okay right doesn't that's matter true. what story you're thinking about right I mean here is He's old Ra, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, and there's his yep. staff, okay? There there's is. There's his staff that he's holding, yep. all right? Now, Ra sits over the studio and and, and looks over us, right? However, because um, he's the god of all, right? He's the, mm-hmm. the sun god. But yep. all of these gods, uh, regardless of culture, okay, even if you go back to, um, you know, Greek myths, uh, pagan myths, what is the one thing they have in common? They have the staff. The magical staff. The magical staff did this. The magical staff did that. Okay, um, Merlin. Merlin's magical staff uh, is a story that echoes as well, sure. right? So even Hollywood has a holly wand, a, a wand, a magical wand. That's what they're exactly, saying, exactly, right? right? Yeah. Hollywood, right? Yep, Hollywood, and Hollywood. Uh, and you know what's the one thing as well? I mean, you know, when we see these these. Uh, monotheistic priests from doesn't matter which denomination, when they're walking down their thing with their big tall hats, and we can talk about symbology, but probably not today, uh, what's the other thing that they're carrying? They're carrying the staff, right, which is a representation of Aaron's rod. Um, it's interesting, man. It, it, it goes back to was are we talking literal or are we talking spiritual? Are we talking physical? Are we talking leftover technology? Is is that what we're talking about? Um, the question has to be asked, man. The question it has should to be asked. asked. It, and and speaking of the Egyptians, a, ancient put, Egyptians I'll, I'll, had arcs of put, the god, absolutely of the I'll, gods, and they carried around on carrying poles too. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean the ark, ark of the covenant, Noah's ark, right? I mean, where do you the whole ark thing? went on a bit of a – it took me on a bit of a trip as well because it's like what are we talking about as far as arcs are concerned, right? Um, yeah, yeah. The meaning of the word arc, the we- meaning of the word covenant, okay? So covenant actually has to do with bloodlines and stuff like that, which I've got another theory about that as we uh, as we move forward into alternative theories a little bit later on. Sure. But theoretically, yeah. so, I mean, according to Exodus, right, so what have I got here? God sends Moses and Aaron to talk to the Pharaoh to plead for the slaves' release. When the Pharaoh asks to see a miracle, he has cast the rod down and it turns into a serpent, like you said, right? So do we call that a third miracle, right? So it splits the Red Sea, draws water from stone to allow the Israelites to drink, but also at command, it turns into a serpent, right? Um, But... The interesting thing is here. So this is the text, right? The Pharaoh is then the Pharaoh's sorcerers cast their own rods, creating serpents, serpents, right? 
So Moses and Aaron had a rod, turned it into a serpent. Then the Pharaoh's uh, sorcerers did the same thing, okay? But oh, then Aaron's, wow. Aaron's serpent devours them all, okay? Uh, this is an apparent warning before the plagues of Egypt. So this is the other thing too that we don't – This, the whole idea with the ark and the serpents and the rods precedes the plagues of Egypt, okay, um, which is yeah. – one of the reasons that the Pharaoh sends the sends our, you know, goes after the Israelites. Um, but there's no question that they stole the ark from Egypt. Okay. That's, that's the first, that's part of the story, right? Um, yeah. And that's the part that you filled in mm-hmm. on another show we did that really yeah. kind of blew my mind. I never thought about that before. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense because even Tutankhamun, the, in his, um, uh, had some of these boxes in his chamber, some of these arcs. That's right. There, there, there is there is representation of arcs across multiple cultures, okay? Uh, Ethiopia is a very – where the arc supposedly is and ends is actually in Ethiopia. Right. Um, but we, we can talk a little bit more about that. We'll get think, into that, yeah. Think about the arc, though, that – that lends to technology, right? So let's let's leave the my theory. I want to I want to sort of finish with that theory because I've got some measurements. I did some other stuff to play with that. Okay, um, it being technology, yeah, because this is so ancient Israelites. So when the Israelites were building their empire, okay, when if they were losing. What they would do, and this is, again, direct out of the ancient Israelites marched the ark into battle and brought whole cities to their knees, okay? Yeah. But basically, they would march the ark into the middle middle of the city. And look, we, we've all seen Indiana Jones, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, okay? Don't open your eyes, okay? The Nazis opened their eyes and they were all killed, basically, um, as soon as they took the lid off the ark, right? Yeah. But again, in the Kabbalah, in the helmet, in the Bible, in the in the Hebrew text, in the Israelite text, in all the in the Ethiopian texts, this is echoed and echoed and echoed, right? That the ark had the power to either bring people to their knees or give out spark or flame or 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 something, right? Which is what is this thing? Right? It's not just a gold box with rocks and a, and a piece of wood in it you know what i mean and and some mysterious substance um the ark was so sacred that touching it meant instant death is it was the words from the israelites right i mean yeah what, what, what is this thing man like it, there it's was weird. this you know i never really knew the history of this but yom kippur is a is a hebrew holiday right and only the high priest was allowed inside the ark only once a year on Yom Kippur when he would enter the Holy of Holies and perform the annual service before the ark. That's kind of interesting too. Yeah, what are they doing? Right? I mean, right. you know, whereas the the Ethiopian side of it is uh there's only one priest that even the high priest of the Ethiopian Orthodox is not allowed to see the ark. There is only one priest that ever is ever allowed to look after the ark, and it is a virgin monk, as usual, that is never allowed out. Right? Yeah. That right. monk's job is to look after the ark, 
Um, and you sort of go into Graham Hancock's theory uh, that it is a power source, that it is some sort of energy source, because these monks wear heavy metal chains that um, prevent them from a, a type of radiation poisoning. Um, it's 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 a weird thing, man. I, I you know, so where it did is weird. so the ark went missing. Uh, theoretically, the ark resided in Jerusalem um, until yep. the sixth century BC, E. Okay, before Common Era, or maybe we just say BC because we're dealing with the ark before Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when Babylon sacked Jerusalem, the ark disappeared. Okay, that's um, the last you hear of it. Yep, it's the last you hear of it. There's another story about the Queen of Sheba visiting King Solomon. Okay. I mean, the other thing, I mean, King Solomon's temple, uh, there's a null, another rabbit hole there, man. The temple of oh, King yes. Solomon is basically, it's megalithic architecture. That's where the Masons start building the Temple of Solomon. Okay. The Masonic texts go back. The first lodge technically was built uh, outside the Temple of Solomon. Um, but those Masons came from Tyre, uh, which is just south of Baalbek. Uh, in Lebanon, right? And we all right. know what Baalbek is. Uh, yeah. There's a whole nother rabbit hole there, man, where it's like these Masons had access to the old technology, right? Which comes back to, is this technology? Um, and then there's the, the the Temple of the Solomon was built to house the riches of the planet. Um, and there's a whole nother story about that, that there's, there's a there's riches of the planet that are passed between generations, Um and yeah, theoretically, we're in at the in the exchange of those riches now um, that control the planet, which is, you know, we could start ranting about that, but we won't do that we, today. We will. Well, we can, but you know what? I just want to go back a little bit mm, before. Let's go back. Let's go. Um, when the when they were when the Exodus was happening, yeah, and take they, us back to they Exodus, went to the yeah. Jordan River, right? Mm. And for, they it stopped supposedly the ark did stop the jordan river from flowing so they could cross you know this is just another sea crossing just like the red sea i mean what mm-hmm. that's all about and then so when they did go to battle they circled jericho mm-hmm. seven times while blowing horns and then crumbled the stone walls well i got into that and i started thinking wait a minute where have blowing i heard that horns? circling seven times yes. and then i went oh yeah the muslims Walk around the Kaaba seven, seven times. times. Yep. Blowing yeah. Horns. Seven yep. circumambulations around the Kaaba. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which so is that, I don't know if that. That's just it's weird too, that big black box, yeah. man. The big black box that, in the middle of the school. It's just a weird thing. We man. could like, do a whole, that could be a whole show right there. We could do that I mean, one as well. I mean, what yeah. is that? What is that? What is that? What is that? What's the big black what's box? In there? There? I yeah, mean, what's, what's in really there? in there? Yeah. That's an yeah. interesting question. Yeah, and then that that derails this a bit, but still, it's like that's a mystery in its own. Why is mm. that place so special? Like, mm. I mean, I know a lot, a little bit about Islam, but not not a lot. No, I no. could always I could learn more, but it's like, mm. what the what is that all about? So, mm. but yeah, so um, so we went. So the Israelites actually lost um the ark when they they um they conquered uh the conquering of Canaan and the ark accompanying them, but God said not to do that. So, um, I, they took it, the Canaanites, I think it was, Mm -hmm. and 
or let's see. Oh, the Philistines, sorry, took the Ark back to Ashad or Ashdod, their capital mm-hmm. city in the south of Canaan, and where they, they placed it in the temple of their god, Dagon, which I've heard that name before, too. Yeah, Dagon's back to another that. word. Dagon's right? another word, yeah. Yeah. The next day, however, they found the idol fallen on its face. After replacing the statue, they found it the next day decapitated with only its trunk remaining. And soon afterward, the entire city of Ashdod was struck with a plague. The Philistines moved the ark to the city of Gath and from there to Ekron. But whatever city the ark was in, the inhabitants were struck with a plague. After seven months, the Philistines decided to send the ark back to the Israelites and accompanied it with expensive gifts. The ark was taken back to Beit Shemesh. I don't know what that is, but yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's a little journey it took before so we back never saw up. it again. Yeah. yeah so sure. so back up. So it was the invaders that circled the city seven times, sanding horns, and then disintegrated the city walls and then they took the ark is that what you're saying no well, no that was um the, no, the, that israelites, was the israelites did, the israelites yeah. did that but they ended up yeah. losing and they took the ark they got I mean, too cocky with it they yeah. and then when they went to battle with the canaanites or the philistines mm. which is south of i guess um i don't know canaanites are different but yeah anyway they went but, there and and they got cocky with it and that's when they lost it yeah because mm. if comes back to didn't 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 allow it yeah comes back to is this thing some sort of energy weapon right so because i mean how do you disintegrate walls right and and the sanding of horns i mean we've got when we and look we do this a lot don't we right when because we're we're picking pieces up of the jigsaw puzzle out of the ether yeah yeah people would you would write in the bible or these stories Remember, these stories are written so we can understand them, right? So the sounding of horns is, are we talking about uh, audible devices, right? Vibration, sound, uh, in yeah. order to crumble walls? Because that 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 could do that, right? If you, if you have a, you know, a, a big sound thing, boom, you know, that will, that will disintegrate stone at, at a certain level. But this thing had multiple uses. This ark, right? So you got to remember it, it. So it stopped the rivers of the Jordan. Uh, it it split the Red Sea. The ark, well, the, the rod was drawn from the ark, right? And then the ark was, and it's the same thing, like you said it um, in South America. And and if you think about it, what's the other? St- how do you activate the staff? Right, you bang it on the ground. Okay, that's mm-hmm. what activates the staff. That's what split the Red Sea, right? But it was drawn from the ark, right? So what, what what are we talking about here, right? And and the other thing that the ark, the other common thing the ark has is plague. Okay, there seems to be yeah. those that aren't meant to have the ark suffer plague. Um, and the other one is, and this is a little bit, uh, you know, some more information for later on. But where the ark is said to be kept seems to be a hotbed for UFO UAP activity. Um. So, mm-hmm. again, lends to: Are they trying to find the ark? Um, you know what what's going on there, right? Are they trying to retrieve it? Uh, is it a power source? Is it a thing, right? So, yeah. So the Canaanites send it back, and then yeah. the Babylonians come and get it, 
Well, no, the Babylonians don't get it. They so Babylonian uh, and then the ark disappeared. But there's a, there's a story. The Queen of Sheba visited King Solomon in the 10th century BCE uh, yes. and had a son um, by Menelik. Menelik's another one of those names, right? Uh, Menelik then returned to once he was of age, went to visit King Solomon. Uh, Menelik wasn't real happy about that. And Solomon, well, Solomon wasn't happy about that and sent Menelik away with some Jewish scions, okay? And they took the ark to Axum. Now, where I'm pulling this stuff from, this is the Kebra Nagast. Now, this is the Ethiopian national story still to this day. Oh, that's very uh, important. Yeah, yeah, very important, right? The Ethiopian, this is their story. This is that they believe, okay? Um, now, Menelik took the ark and basically, same story again, he used the Ark to build the Ethiopian Empire, brought cities to their knees, uh, would use the Ark as a weapon. Um, it's described in a couple of different ways, sparks, flames, smoke, light, uh, but as some sort of weapon, man. Um, and actually, I've got a new word for you, Loomis. I know how we like new words, right? Okay. Apocryphal. And that's spelled A-P-O-C-R-Y-P-H-A-L, apocryphal. Okay. Well, okay. Now, because when I went and started reading through the 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 Kebra Nagast and the research on the Kebra Nagast, this researcher said that the, the story is known to be apocryphal. I'm like, what is that word? It's an interesting word. I like new words. Now, apocryphal means of doubtful authenticity, although widely circulated as being true. Now, that's how they consider the Kebrin aghast. Then I thought of doubtful authenticity, although widely circulated as being true. Is that not modern society? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're yeah, apocryphal, that, mate. We're apocryphal. Yeah, that's, that's where we're at right now. <laughs> we're in that age of apocryphal. Yeah. So yeah. find find a way to use that word, man. I just, that was a little tidbit. So like, what is apocryphal? Let's probably write that down. Oh, yeah. I'll listen a- later and get it. Yeah. A-P-O-C-R-Y-P-H-A-L, apocryphal. Um. Yeah, because and isn't but what that reminded me of too. Not not the, just the fact of modern society, but isn't that the whole? Isn't that every one of these stories? Oh no 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 no! It's not real. What they're saying is not real. They're just making it up. Yeah, it's been their national history for the best part of three thousand years, but it's just a lie. <laughs> Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah, it's all good, man. Why would they? Why would they believe in a lie that's three thousand years old? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's, it's nothing to worry about. Go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's just a lie, man. Yeah, it's yeah. all. It's all. It's all ceremonial. Just go watch TV. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's something. So you did touch on this, and I thought I would just add to it. Now, yeah, you mentioned Freemasons, and this is interesting mm. because King David was not allowed to build a temple for the Ark, so his son was allowed, but his son hired. The from the King Tyre, right? King Tyre mm-hmm. of yeah, King um, of Tyre, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sending a guy named Hiram Abiff to work yes. on his temple, yeah, and yeah, and Hiram was the this, father of the Masons, yeah, yep. Hiram Abiff was full of wisdom and understanding, mm-hmm. but he was murdered by three guys because he wouldn't give the master Masons this password which is very interesting and his body was buried under a sprig of acacia again you got mm-hmm. acacia there acacia, man, and his, yep. his password was lost forever mm-hmm. but what's interesting is initiates to um uh freemasonry they have to play the role of hiram or hiram abiff 
to be initiated. They have to be this man. Yes. So this is their their mascot, and it, you know it's said to be a um, fictitious character, but I'm not so sure about that. I mean, again, like why would this be carried for so long? And what mm. you know, are we supposed to? Another name for him is Hira Abi. So yes. I, I don't know. I in, in the Masonic I'm, text, in the Masonic text. So I didn't realize we were going to go here, but I've got I've got some Mason. My grandfather was a Mason. He left me some documentation. I actually have the original story of the Temple of Solomon that I've read out on the um, podcast a couple of times. I'm, I'm, oh, cool. I, yeah, it's it's too. Remind me next time. Okay, okay. we'll do we'll do an aside. Okay, and I'll sure. and I'll read the text to you because. It's it's interesting, but he's known in the Masonic text as H A B, right? Because in the Masonic text, there's all these code words uh, and yeah. gaps, and he's known as H A B Hiram. And yeah, even the Masons say that they're not real sure. There's no real proof. However, yes, he, he is. And you know the Acacia Sprig. So yeah. when my when my grandfather passed, okay, whilst I was uh, had a fair bit of grief. The critical thinker in me noticed the masons in their robes. They used a handbag, you know, the the, the thing with the thing, right? It was made out of wood. Okay, yeah. they put an acacia sprig on his coffin, and they put a square of cloth on his coffin as well. Um, and it was a complete ceremony that uh, that they did before we took his coffin away. Um, and acacia sprig was part of that. What I would say is the handbag, the big thing with the square, right? Because they're looking at it from the side. Yeah. It was just a basket, but that's what it looked like. An acacia sprig and a square of cloth. And if you go back to when Haram was buried, theoretically, that's mm-hmm. the same procedure. That's what they did, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's it does all go back to that, man. I mean, and who was the king of Tyre? I mean, he he he's mentioned like the King of Tyre and Tyre itself is one of those ones that I want to come back to um, because I knew nothing about Tyre until I got these mysterious Mason documents that I probably shouldn't have. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know anything about him. I'd like to learn too. Uh, but that's weird that he went to the grave with this password that's been lost forever. And these are what the Masons play the role of every single mason even if they're just a low-level mason that never knows what the fuck's going on to a 33rd degree mason they all play that role of Hiram mm. Biff. Mm. and granddad was 33rd degree oh well there you go he knew yeah. his, he knew his stuff mm. yeah mm. yeah it does all come back to those because part of the reason the temple of solomon was built was in order to house the ark to protect the yeah. ark um you know and then look we don't the Temple of Solomon's another one of those ones that probably deserves more research. We don't really know too much about that. I think they've found the footprint of it. Um, but, it, you know, by all descriptions, it was a massive megalithic temple, right? It was huge. Um, yeah. Built built of unbelievable size stone and stuff like that. So then you've got to ask the question, like you just said earlier, how did they knock these temples down, right? How did that, yeah. how did that happen? Right, I mean, you know, remembering that cannonballs and gunpowder and explosives, as we understand it, were not invented till 1700, 15, 16, 1700s, right? Through fireworks out of Asia, okay? Um, As an aside, the Bat-Guano Wars is an interesting rabbit hole if you've never looked in that one. I have not, no. 
Well, the original the original source of gunpowder was bat poo. Um, oh yes, I have yes. heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there was there was wars, guano wars, is what they called them, because um, guano is bat poo, uh, and yeah, there was whole wars fought over guano. Um, yeah, for caves of bat poo because that's where gunpowder was derived from until they figured out how to do it some other way. Um, however, how did they bring these temples down, man? How did they get inside a, you know, a, a, a 10 metre thick wall that was 100 metres high? Like, how do you do that with no cannonballs, no, you know, how do you They do had that? technology. They had, exactly. they had major technology and and i mean just on a on a like a just a practical level of thinking how is the god of love and the god of the universe um associated with like this device that seems to kill people give plagues it just doesn't seem like the loving god that i would know or you would know when you get in touch with nature and you go out on you know that's not that, that it seems like foreign technology. It doesn't seem like something yeah. that came like the God of the universe wouldn't need to even be in a box in the first place, you know, mm. you know? Um, so there's a lot, there's a lot there that I, that, that I stop on and I go, Hmm, I don't know about that. But, um, you know, when they, the last we know of the arc, like you mm. said, is when the Babylonians, um, came in and and invaded Israel. Uh, And what is interesting is the Babylonians were very, um, they were very bureaucratic, right? So they, they documented, they're very anal and they documented every item taken from the temple, but they didn't document any ark. So I find that very interesting. Now, maybe they just, you know, like, Oh, let's, let's not say we found this thing you know but mm. um there's a lot of there's a lot of theories on where it went and just to add to back to you was i just want to throw this in before we go forward mm. is um i've done research on i'm sure you have too on some of the megalithic stones inside the temple mount today if you go yes. underneath it there's yeah, some giant stone. stones massive that are stones. Yeah, that yeah. almost rival baalbek absolutely so, they do yeah yeah At yeah the base they have the holes in wall them too. and all that sort of stuff uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the wailing wall yep yep, yep. So there, there's something to go by, and that probably was the first temple or part of it. Yeah, and there is definitely megalithic understanding. So where I went, because uh, Graham Hancock, uh, The Sign and the Seal uh, is his mm-hmm. book. Uh, yeah. I haven't read that one, um, but I, I have got a pre-see. I've read most, a lot of Graham's stuff, but I haven't read The Sign and the Seal yet. And I, yeah. and I was gonna I was gonna download the audio book for this podcast, and it was 32 hours, and I'm like, I don't, I don't have time for that. Um, <laughs> But long story short, he says he followed the story as far as the Ethiopian, the Cabernet Grass story. Um, so if we're to follow the Ethiopian story, because it's really this is where it ends, right? It's either it either ends with Babylon or it ends with Ethiopia. So I'll end it with the Ethiopian. Then I thought what we could do was, was I've got some I've got ten alternate theories that we could talk about, right? Sure. Uh, a bit more than yeah, a bit under ten. So Ethiopia's medieval kings were called the Solomonic Dynasty. Claim direct descendants from Melanik, remember who stole the Ark and used it to build the Ethiopian Empire, uh, and Solomon, which ruled until 1974. Okay, this, I mean, this is not, this is, you know, 50 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? 
um, I must admit, Loomis, I was like, I wonder what the Americans needed with Ethiopia for to ruin the Solomonic dynasty. <laughs> I don't know who took over Ethiopia, but I just maybe. I'll, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows, right. Um, mm. So the ark is said to be kept in the Church of Mary in Zion, which is an interesting term. Sure. Uh, which is in Axum to this day. Okay. Uh, not even the high priest can enter the chamber where it is kept. Its sole custodian is a virgin monk who cannot leave, leave until his death. Right, so basically, his job is from birth to death is to look after it. In the Ethiopian Orthodox, each of the churches has its own tablet, which means replica of the Ark or tablets of the Ten Commandments. Now, I brought the tablet up. Um, I'll just share screen so you can have a bit of a squeeze at it. Sure. Um, and the tablet is the thing that houses the Ark. Right? I mean, look at these big square uh, headdresses that these guys are wearing. That oh, is yeah. the representative of the tablet, and this is Ethiopian orthodoxy, um, and that is supposedly every single Ethiopian church has what they call a tablet and a replica of the ark within their churches. So it's like, oh, yeah, it's just a story, but maybe it's not, right? If every single orthodoxy church in Ethiopia has a, you know, I mean, that's a hell of a story to follow on with, you know what I mean? Like this is, you know, we come yeah. back to it's all just bloody religious you know um and that's basically where the story ends either with babylon or with ethiopia because no one can see it and no one can verify it it remains a mystery right yeah and that's it and a podcast that's where the ark ends uh <laughs> all right goodbye yeah yeah see you, we're all done the uh yeah, yeah. um and that's what, when we said this at the start where it's like there's a deep rabbit hole that doesn't go too deep that's it okay um but then i thought you know, with my friend DuckDuckGo, I thought uh, I'll look into alternative theories because, interestingly, old Google didn't give me much, which is I always find that fascinating. Why? Yes. Why? Okay. If Google is restricting your search parameters on certain things, it's like being fact-checked on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, right? You should lean into that. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the, there's probably some yeah. truth there. Um, yeah, I'd say so. So did you come up with any alternative theories? Because I've got a few that we could discuss. Well, sure. Now there is some places it could have gone. Well, Ethiopia strikes. Actually, let's go back to one thing that I forgot, and it, and it will apply right here. Um, where did I put that? My notes are sort of a mess. Uh, so apparently there's there's possibly two arcs. That's another thing. I don't know if that's you ran one of the into theories. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there, yeah, there, that there could be arcs, two. So. Yeah, and some people say that each tablet of the um, the Ten Commandments was put into one. So, uh, so according to one opinion, that and the Talmud, the tablets were together in the Ark, but according to another, there were two arcs, and each contained one set of the tablets. And so, when I think about that, maybe. Maybe Ethiopia got one, and there's a possibility, as people have looked into, that they could have used the River Nile to transport this ark all the way down to Ethiopia. I mean, it's going to go, you know, it goes right there. Mm. Um, these monks that guard it with their life, they have, like, uh, they lose their sight because the thing in there is so bright that they're 
yeah, their they, pupils are like burned from it or something. It's yeah, kind of crazy. And they suffer some sort of look like what Graham's that's part of Graham's research. He said these priests that are even just around the ark, they don't get to see it or touch it, but within the church that it's supposedly kept in, yeah, they go blind. They have yep. what is called what would be described as some sort of radiation sickness. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's a weird one. It's it, it's very weird. Yeah. Yeah, multiple yeah. arcs was one of them. Um, one of them is ET origin. Okay. Where's this uh, at? It's an extra the, – the arc is from an extraterrestrial origin. Okay. Oh, oh, ET origin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and in, so Moses didn't get um, – didn't talk to an acacia book on Mount Sinai. He talked to an alien spacecraft who gave him the arc. Uh, <laughs> but look, I mean, any, anyone that's done DMT, you do talk to somebody. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, you're talking to some alternate consciousness from somewhere. So You're you peering know. into another dimension. I yeah, know you right. are. Absolutely, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe it's an, a, the, the devices of extraterrestrial origin. Um, the it was a communication device because there's multiple stories, and that comes out of the Kabbalah and the helmet as well. Uh, it could communicate with unknown people, God, uh, in inverted commas. Uh, when active, an image of God would appear between the two cherubs, known as the mercy seat. This is said in the Bible. Uh, it is always said that when it was activated, like we said, sparks, flames, smoke, bright lights, um, potential holographic device um, was one of the theories, which if you take the versions of the text from multiple angles, what was this thing? You know what I mean? It, it, it had some sort of power attributed to it. Yeah. I mean, enough that they would have to wear a suit just to to – handle it mm. with a bunch of stones on it and i think it was let me just let me just double check here i think it was like nine stones oh it was um 12 precious stones so they had a bre the breastplate of judgment with 12 precious stones and it actually looks like the kabbalah it's the same shaping of the kabbalah you could make it out in there anyway and so um gold as you know, is supposed to protect yourself from radiation too. Yes. So, I mean, that's why. Why was it built out of gold? What is it? What is it being? Yeah. What's it protected? Um, the other one, it's a, it was a, a mana machine. Now, this was a full scholarly, uh, scholarly, uh, a full paper done by George Sassoon and, and Rodney Dale. Um, the Israelites survived forty years by eating mana. We talked about mana before. Uh, using the Kabbalah as their source, they're saying the Ark housed a nuclear-powered machine that produced some sort of algae, um, you know, the gruel from the Matrix or whatever, however you want to interpret that. Um, they even said that, you know, the seventh day of rest was to rest the machine, was to rest the machine and rebuild, oh, and, rebuild and clean the machine. Now, this is a proper paper done by Jewish scholars. Um, this is not... You know, someone casting stones, as as we like to say. Uh, this is actually a, a paper submitted by Jewish scholars that they believe, um, or Islamic, sorry, Kabbalah, so it would be Islamic, uh, nuclear powered machine that produced mana. Um, weird one. I don't know. Uh, it was an electrical capacitor, you know, that the cherubs were positive and negative. There was some sort of power source, um, yep. which, you know, that's not 
difficult to believe, potentially. Um, this was an interesting one because this one was 1981. Okay, so this is like I said, this 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 story, this arc has has captured our attention for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Yes, the 1981. They built a tunnel searching for the ark, right? Yeah, yeah, good, 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 good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Rabbi Yehuda Meir Seitz or Seitz or something like that secretly tunneled under the Western Wall in 1981. Uh, however, he was stopped. Obviously, people noticed he was being digging a big tunnel. <laughs> and he said to the day of his death that he was just 40 feet away from the ark, uh, that it was buried under the Temple Mount. Uh, yeah. and, no one, and they basically, I don't know what happened to that tunnel. They probably cut it off and no one's allowed to talk about it, which is what usually happens. Uh, yeah, yeah. But again- and, uh, that could be another place it could be. It yeah. could be at the Temple Mount still yeah. today. Yeah. Yeah. It could still be at the Temple Mount. Um, I mean, who knows? Did they complete his tunnel? Right. Um, I mean, it comes back to what's in the big black box. Why do they walk around the big black box and, and get a bit freaked out about it all? Um, the the, oh, the yeah. Islamic tradition. The other yeah, one, and this one, this was a weird one that I didn't really put much into, but that apparently a secret code was found in the remains of the Temple of Solomon in 2015, and the Israelites and the Islamic uh, faith apparently fought about it, that someone someone stole the code, right? And it comes back to what you were saying before, the code with Haram and stuff like that. I didn't yeah. I didn't put much stock in that until you said that they wouldn't give him the code. I'm like, oh, I probably should have <laughs> spent some more detail on that one. Well, um, it could be that. It could, yeah. Could be. Could be. Um Axum, we already went through Axum, um, which is, you know, it's at a, at a church of Zion, the Church of Mary in Zion. The other one is, um, we talked about multiple arcs any, uh, already. Uh, there could be one, two, three, four. I mean, if these things were power sources, which we're going to probably finish off with, um, yeah, I mean, there could be more than one, right? Um, yeah. I think it goes without saying that it was some sort of dangerous weapon. Uh, you know, we, we, in all of the texts, it says that it could do things. Um, however, there's one, and this sort of came, this was another theory about the Ark of the Covenant, because Covenant sort of has to do with bloodlines and stuff like that. Now, there's the 12 rows blood bloodlines, okay, which are feminine, okay, so we've got to remember, too, that it's always the masculine and the feminine, right? Obviously, the church uh, only talks about the masculine now. Though. That's one of the things. They deleted the feminine out of our existence, which is probably half the reason we're in trouble. However, yes. <laughs> um, there is the feminine side of this, right? So there's the 12 rose bloodlines, and then there's a theory that the covenant is not a materialistic thing. But if it is a materialistic thing, it is the ark that's represented by the materialistic. Uh which is the masculine. However, the feminine side to this is the 12 pure bloodlines of uh, the 12 roses. Um, and, you know, these are the, these are the, these are the feminine bloodlines that date back the pure bloodlines of prior to the chaos, prior to the, um, the cataclysm potentially, or prior to Christ or, but basically it yeah. talks of the, 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 the feminine side, the bloodline, the healers of France and, and Europe, um, and these women, uh, we would probably call them 
you know, certain sects of society, we call them witches now, and where they were healers, and they converted to Catholicism or Christianity um, to stay under the radar. Um, and those bloodlines theoretically have been kept pure since then, um, and that it's at the Roslyn Chapel in Scotland is the other where is the other place that the Ark may reside. Uh, and that was the Templars. Uh, yes. The Templars. Yeah. They, they, it ended up with the Templars. The Templars took it from France to Scotland when they were ousted and they buried it under Roslyn Chapel. And there's all sorts of weird things that have happened at the Roslyn Chapel in Scotland. Um, a lot of UFO sightings, a lot of weird spiritual stuff, a lot of, uh, I think there's been, you know, sightings of Mary and all these sorts of weird things happen at the Roslyn right. Chapel. Um, yeah. yeah. So the Knights Templar may have taken it from the Temple Mount. And then discovered it, um, and it was taken to France uh, at Chartres Cathedral, um, and they, I guess, on a pillar inside that one in France. Yeah, it shows what them transporting what looks like a chest in a wheeled vehicle, mm-hmm. and then some people think that from there it was taken to the Roslyn Chapel, Ch- Chapel in Scotland. One thing that. Um, Indiana Jones got right is the Nazis really were searching for Absolutely it. They, they actually were, yep. went to that ca- French uh, cathedral looking for it. They yes. never found it. They never found it. Well, did no. they? Did they? No, well, well, we don't. Yeah, that would be that would make a sense. That would make sense with a lot of their technological advancements, wouldn't it? But I think they were even before they were. I think they were already technologically advanced before, so I, I don't know. But that's yeah, well, an Hitler was thought. Hitler was obsessed. Hitler was obsessed about the occult and 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 the yeah. these stories of ancient technology, and he literally sent people around the globe trying to find this stuff. Um, you know, and that's the thing. What did he find is a fair question, right? I mean, what what did he find? That's a whole other podcast. There, I would say. I would say so. Yeah. Um, so what piqued our interest or what piqued your interest and in, basically spurred this entire show was a theory that I came up with that turns out, look, it's one of those ones where you pull it out of the ether and, okay, so the ark, so Moses and Aaron stole the ark and, and ran across the desert for 40 years, right? Yeah. Now the Pharaoh sent everybody after them. That's the story. And the Ark is technically a power source, okay? What if it powered the Great Pyramid? Now, in order to put this into perspective, I thought that I would look at, so the Ark size, okay? Um, Now, it was, so for, for your listeners, it's 50 inches by 30 inches by 30 inches is the size of the Ark, Okay. For my listeners, that's 1.27 metres by 0.76 by 0.76 metres, okay? Yeah. Um, now, the king's sarcophagus is 198 centimetres long by 68 wide. So the width, I mean, it's only 10 centimetres. The reality is we don't really know how long a cubit is. It's only our best guess, okay? That's right. Um, so, but in theory, does the arc... Could the Ark fit inside the King's Chamber sarcophagus, which is not a sarcophagus, as as all of our listeners know? Uh, maybe, man. Maybe. Uh, and why yeah. would you react like that? Why would you, if, if a bunch of slaves escaped, right, and it wasn't all the slaves, it was just the Jewish slaves, it wasn't, you know, 
Yeah. Why would you send everybody after them? Yeah, you're just like, oh, whatever. We got other slaves. We'll yeah. just, um, yeah, fuck it. They can go. We yeah. don't have the energy to chase them. That's no, right. they took something important. They took something to, important, right? To to dedicate going, trying to cross the Red Sea. Yeah, all, all the way to there. Yeah, mm-hmm. all the way That's to the Red cool. Sea, and then Aaron's it, rod split the Red Sea. Let's not yeah. forget that, right? Which was within the ark. I mean, and that sort of lends the other thing. You know, when you open up that line of thinking, you know, you are very versed in the megalithic stuff. Stuff as I am, Loomis. What is the one thing that is missing from all of these sites, man? It's the power crystal or the power generator, whatever makes these sites work. And, you know, and they're all on the ley lines, they're all on electromagnetic lines along around the globe. What yep. is what's missing is the power source, is the thing that activates them. Yeah, what because the- I've been to these sites and we talked about it before. They're dead. There's nothing, there's no energy there that I could make. Like I could pretend to go, ooh, maybe there is, but. Honestly, I didn't feel anything there. Mm. Mm. And what's now, yeah. what's the other story that's echoed around the globe that buried in different spots around the globe are these power sources, right? Um, yeah. You know, there's there's theories about that down under here. Uh, maybe, man. I mean, the thing is, like with these mysteries, is that we all we both know that we know nothing, right? So we're just presenting information that we've found. No one really knows. So no. could it be? I mean, these arcs seem to do magical things, man. You know what I mean? Like that, and and it's not like it's just one one part of the Bible. There's a whole section of the Bible, a whole section of the helmet, a whole section of the Kabbalah that is dedicated over and over again. The entire Ethiopian national history is there's a whole massive section dedicated to the amazing things that this arc could do. Um, That's right. It's interesting, man. So yeah, from a measurement perspective, does the ark fit inside the 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 king's chamber sarcophagus? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, and if there were multiple arcs, then we have sarcophagus things inside the main three pyramids. I went in the the second pyramid, which is the pyramid of Khafre, and there is a supposed sarcophagus in there. But you know, if this was for a king. And somebody really important, it would have hieroglyphs all over it. It would be, you know, it would look important. It's just a box. That's all mm. it is. Just a box that mm. could easily, you could put anything in there. But it's very possible that there were multiple arcs. They stole one of them and it went across the uh, Red Sea and that's what pissed them all off. Well, that's Turned right. off the pyramid. Turned off the pyramid. I mean, that that yeah. that would that would cause a bit of a reaction, right? I know yeah. what we're going to do. We're going to turn the Great Pyramid off and we, we're out of here. Right, and yeah. we're gonna we're gonna go for a, we're gonna take off across the desert. I mean, you know, and again, there's multiple stories of this thing producing food, causing light, giving them warmth. Like there's mm-hmm. the ark did all of these things for these for the Israelites um, when they were stuck in the desert for forty years, right? Um, you know, and you go back to the Ten Commandments, the acacia wood. These are all symbols that are echoed and echoed and echoed throughout time. Right, and, yeah. and we would be remiss to ignore the joiners. Right, what joins these other things together? Uh, it's it's fascinating, man. I mean, I, I must admit that I'm very happy that we got this podcast out, but I'm no Me further too. no further to understanding what the arc was now. Um, it's it's still a mystery to me. I, I you know, 
And I wonder it's one of those things, do we ever, will we ever know? Okay. I mean, is, you know, if you, if you watch Indiana Jones 4, which I recommend everybody to watch with a critical eye about the story that uh, Spielberg's trying to tell there. Okay. Um, and whether or not that story is true, because um, it's about crystal skulls and there's another, that's a whole different side of research. However, you know, when did the Nazis find it? What did they find? Is it now, does the Ark now exist in a box in, in some warehouse in America, right? Because they stole everything from the Nazis with all these ancient tech. Is it in the, is it in the Vatican? Um, yeah. You know, trying to pair truth from fiction out of these stories is very difficult. Um, but it's hard not to say it was some power source. It's hard not to say it was some piece of technology, in my opinion. I mean, where do you, where do you sit with it now? Well, there's a few more locations it could be, but the Temple Mount always kind of like coming back to that a little bit. There, there's a no-fly zone over the Temple Mount. You're not allowed to fly over there. But um, what happened in 2011, as we probably all know, is a UFO was captured, lowering down right at the Temple Mount. And it stood there for a while and it flashed and then it shot right straight back up. And that was in 2011. You probably remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's very interesting. And then maybe it doesn't have anything to do with the arc. But if we're going to go on the ET hypothesis and go, did it come from ETs? Are they searching for the arc there? You know, I mean, mm. who knows? I don't know. Maybe it's not even ET, but it certainly was otherworldly. And they captured that UFO from quite a few different angles it wasn't just like no. one person make it yeah i wonder where the hopes. video of that is i wonder where the video because i remember that it's it hovered uh, it, it hovered over there for a little while and yeah it flashed and then took off but i mean yeah it's quite shocking so you go to yeah. the temple mount um there is you know the pyramids is another one of those hot spots for ufo sightings the roslyn chapel is another hot spot for ufo sightings right so you know, how many coincidences do we need, you know what I mean, before we start joining some dots together? That, that's, and the that's, Ethiopia, right, too? And Ethiopian Axum, there's, yeah, absolutely, yep. right? Okay. So there's four, okay? Yeah. So now we've got four locations technically where the Ark is supposedly at that are hotspots and hotbeds for UFO sightings and legitimate UFO sightings that have been seen by many, many, many people. These aren't, you know, as you say, computer-generated hoaxes going back to as long as time memorial. Right, I mean, mm -hmm. these, this is this is a story that's another than one of these stories that echoes. So then, is it an extraterrestrial device, man? You know what I mean? Are they searching for it? Um, you know, is is the is the beam that hit the Temple Mount a scanning device? You know, like for want of a better description, you know these. You know, and it's fascinating. I always find in these conversations that we have, Loomis. It, it, Objectively, we're saying some pretty crazy stuff. However, join the dots, man. You know what I mean? Like, it makes sense what we're saying. Um, it does. You know, what is this thing? And therefore, then that uh, that begs the question, who are we? Where are we? Are we an alien ant farm? You know what I mean? Uh, these things are these things are very fascinating, mate. It really, good, it really pushes you out in all these different directions because – um, it could mean a whole lot more when we're talking about biblical things, ancient texts, origin stories having to do with this device. 
megalithic sites. I mean, there's a whole there's a whole lot lined up like that mm-hmm. that we we all need to know. I mean, I was going over it on my last podcast talking about what is the greatest truth on earth and I was talking negatively about flat earth because I think flat earthers uh I think it's a psyop personally, but they think it's like the greatest truth in the world. I was like, no. One of our greatest truths is all this history and our origins of where we came from. I mean, and that really are, is yeah. our missing element right there. Mm-hmm. That's the greatest truth we could possibly really come mm-hmm. up with. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, why are we all different? Why are we all why are our pupils different? Like our our eye colors are a reflection of of a different sun, some people say too. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. Are we star seated? You know. Well, we are star seated. Oh. We are star seated. I mean, within within our soul, within our bones, is literal space dust. Um, mm. There yeah. is a compound that they've identified as space dust that, that exists within our soul, uh, within the Homo sapiens sapiens. I don't know whether it exists in monkeys and apes and stuff like that, right? I mean, that would be. An, I don't know that question actually. That's a mm-hmm. there's one for later. Um, but I know within humans. That within our bones there is literal space dust. We are not from around here, or there's a part of us is not from around here. Definitely. Uh, and mm-hmm. you know these these questions, these things. I mean, this history has been hidden from us, right? Uh, and you know, there's been a, the the great awakening and the and the and the great reset and the great quest for control that we've we've talked a lot about over the last three years, Loomis. And part of this, and and the, you know, the reason that we do this is to try and unlock the code, pardon the pun, uh, to yeah. to this 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 story because it has been hidden from us, you know. I mean, you know, I've, I've still got the the tablet. I mean, these Ethiopian priests wearing arcs on their head, you know, that is the yep. <laughs> like what what possesses you to do that, right? It's not right. just some religious. Obviously, it is some religious thing, and they have a great belief about it. But why would you do that? Right, I mean, you know, th- these questions need to be asked. Uh, you know, what is going on with this stuff? And these what? discussions need to be had by people that are more intel- intelligent than us, too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like people that actually probably, if they weren't indoctrinated by left brain scholastics, they might actually be able to get somewhere farther than us. You know, we're yeah. just people interested in the mysteries of Earth. But yeah, I we're think sophomaniacs, Loomis. We think we're smart, but we're not. That's right. right? A sophomaniac is someone who has the delusion that they're intelligent. Yeah. Yeah, that's us. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, that's we sort of that is the end of the show. I don't, I don't know where else to take it unless you want to head up. Well, I have a couple, and, couple of things that there's a couple more locations that some people think it might be. Yeah, but because this I, didn't, is like, I didn't come up with any others. So in light yeah, of so, in Japan, there's Mount Saruki, and the Shinto religion does a ritual that invo- involves a large box that they carry up to the top. Now, really, what is that about? I don't know. So some people say it's in Mount Saruki. So we got that. That's a possibility. I mean, you, you just don't want to rule anything out in such a strange mystery. Have you, and then there's, so just, just, just sticking with Japan yeah, for a second. Yeah, stick with it. Um, have you looked into the megaliths of Japan? There is massive megalithic right. stone structures in Japan. A lot of their very massive 
temples have got uh, the the base of their temples is megalithic in nature. Like same, 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 right? You know, the Romans mm-hmm. built on top of Baalbek, blah, 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 blah. In Japan, their temples, some of their temples, the base of their temples is megalithic in nature. There is entire big, massive, uh, a lot of polygonal masonry in Japan as well, man. That's another one of the places that has polygonal masonry. Uh, a lot of melted stone stuff, a little bit similar to South America uh, in Japan. Uh, That's right. You know, and Japan, remembering Japan is is a string of islands, prior to the Great Cataclysm, Japan would have been a much larger uh, island as well. I don't know whether it yeah. would connect to the mainland. I'm not sure about that because I think the Marianas Trench is there or thereabouts. But, um, yeah, Japan once upon a time would have been a much larger uh set of islands yeah and you have the yanaguni the yanaguni uh underwater monument there too that they've they've never like they there is this underwater fortress under off of uh is it off yeah it is off japan it's off yanaguni yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. or is it off okinawa i forget but still it's there and that means the sea level was at one time a lot lower and there might have been a connection to that Mm. too uh, there's some huge rocks there. There's this one, I forget what it's called, but it's got almost like a hollow inside yes. on the top. Yes, yes, yes. It looks like yeah. uh, there's there's one that looks like, a, is it oh, Japan's the one? That, I think that might be the same one. It, looks a big, it almost looks like a, some sort of ship or spaceship or something like that. It's got yeah. steps out of it. And it's got a hollow in the middle and it's one yeah, piece. That's it. That's and it's all one. carved perfectly. Yeah, that's in Japan as well, isn't it? You know, so again, echoes, right? You know, yep. and, and comes back to the multiple arc theory. Right, I mean, yeah, they were was, stolen from Egypt yeah. in from different places. It could be there could be multiple ones in multiple places. I mean, mm. um, Mount Nebo. This is where Moses saw the Promised Land and was supposedly buried. And according to the book of Maccabees in the Bible, the prophet Jeremiah acted on instruction from God to hide the ark in the mountain from where where Moses saw the Promised Land. He found a cave, hid it. And there sealed the entrance. So there's another possibility, Mount Nebo, which I guess mm. is probably in Israel. I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm not sure about Mount Nebo. I oh, know, I know. Yeah. There's one down here. We got Mount Nebo down the road. So I don't oh, know. do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, it's a wicked. Maybe mountain it's there. Road. It's I a mean, wicked that's... mountain road. You want to take your car for a cool drive along a mountain road? That's Mount Nebo's really good. But uh, yeah, we got a Mount Nebo down here. Uh, you never know. Well, I mean, I had a bit of a thought when you were just talking then about um, multiple arcs, right? Yeah. So one of the theories that we sort of both subscribe to is that once upon a time there seems to have been some sort of universal culture that existed on the planet, right? A universal understanding, universal spiritual and scientific understanding which allowed us to build these megalithic temples, I think. That's, you know, part of the theory that I I like. Um, And I know you don't disagree with that. What if, what if the parents of this culture, whoever they are, whatever they are, gave us power sources, right? And obviously, when the cataclysm happened, those I imagine the percentage of those power sources were destroyed, and then there was only a few left, right? And that's mm, what we're seeing. Yeah. That that's that's what we're seeing here. Okay, this is the leftover power sources. Um, you know, one of the boys, one of the boys described it a few years ago. Is like 
how in every single one of these megalithic cultures, the building techniques get worse. Yeah, oh, sorry, they, they get better the deeper we dig, right? So they had more yeah. technology and ability to do it the deeper we dig. That's right. The more modern the building techniques, the worse it is. And I think one of the boys described it early on as like, a, um, was Angus. He's like, so what if it's like an iPad, right? And you've got a solar charger for your iPad. The iPad's only going to work for X amount of time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That has all the schematics and all the drawings and whatever else you need. Um, and it's the same with any sort of piece of you know technology. How long did it actually last before it began to fail? I mean, you go back to the Sumerian texts and the the Egyptian hieroglyphs, and there's all these you know the gods you would travel in a in a in a ship across the sky and da 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 trailing smoke and you know all these sorts of things, right? I mean, it is as I say, myth, religion, and fiction and truth uh, are all separate things. And, you know, which of these myths is wrapped up in truth and which of these is, is fiction is, is, is an interesting question. It is an interesting question. And it's, and it's on, it's, it's a hard, it's hard to know where to draw the line, but I feel like this is an important story that has been echoed throughout. And, um, a lot of this could be brought back before the cataclysm because mm. we're looking at, you know, like we mentioned in the very beginning, Moses could be Akhenaten. And if Akhenaten was around before the flood, then these stories are pre-flood. This is all the world that we don't know. The world like um, the Egyptians have, um, they have a world where the gods walk the earth, Zeptepi. That's and right, yeah. In you know, and the Sumerian tablets go way back too. So we're we're talking about pre-flood, where it seems that we lived an entirely different world, entirely different. So, like these magical things happened then that that we have no connection to now. It's like something happened, the cataclysm, and now we don't even know. And people live longer if they were people. If they yeah, were that's right, human, yeah, Homo yeah. sapiens sapiens. Hmm. So there's something about that time period, this golden era. It was considered the golden era by many researchers. Well, uh, whether it's, upon, it's, re- it's reflected upon now, as as you say, Zeptepi, the time of the gods, the Sumerian yeah. gods. The, it was the it was the time when everything was great for whatever you know. Yeah. That's how it's reflected upon um, in these things. Yeah, and it's it's. You know, and there's another interesting, you know, Akhenaten, right? Was Moses Akhenaten was, you know, were these people survivors of the cataclysm, right? Were they these advanced beings, for want of a better description, survivors of this cataclysm? And part of all this story that we keep trying to reveal is them sharing whatever knowledge was left, you know what I mean? Giving us whatever um, knowledge they had, but they had to do it through religion, myth, and story in order for us to to believe it, I suppose. I don't know. It's, 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 it's weird, man. It's it, because it's like on one hand, a lot of these stories, some of them don't seem to be true, but then on the other hand, you look into a lot of these stories and you start looking at the, the megalithic stuff and, and joining. It's only once you sort of reach the level of research that we're at Loomis and, you know, we have to sort of recognize that we're not, we're not even 35 anymore, mate. You know what I mean? So we've sort of been at this for a little while. Yeah. Um, that you start to see the joiners, right? So, I mean, had 10 years ago, we couldn't have joined Japan to Egypt to Samaria to Israel to, but you can. 
to South America, right. right? You can, you can through the megalithic, through the megalithic stuff, through the polygonal masonry, through the through the stories, through the myths. It's actually all the same, right? And I wonder, I wonder, I wonder how many other cultures have a magical box, man. Well, there's a couple here. Let me just finish off with uh, this part anyway. Antakya, Turkey. I'm probably not saying that right, but according to the Shia, a sect of Islam, the mm-hmm. the Hedith states the Mahdi, an Islamic Messiah-like figure, will appear yeah, in Mahdi, the end yeah. times and will bring forth the Ark from a place called Antioch. Antioch, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, Antioch's and in Zimbabwe, just to, at Zimbabwe, there's a G- random Jewish culture, just like in um, Ethiopia. And there's a famous religious artifact was in their possession called the the Nyamya Longundi, which translates into the drum that thunders. Their belief states that this is a replica made from one of the from the one and only Ark of the Covenant seven year hundred years back. So I mean, you you do have some leads here but yeah i don't know where to take those but it's just interesting where it could be or multiple arcs could be Mm. and again it goes back to this bigger picture we're looking at a time that we have been quarantined we've been we've been there's been an ancient cover-up they don't want us to know somebody here knows somebody on this planet multiple high initiates know of something we don't and mm. i think that's that's where we run into a wall and all these mysteries yeah we do we do i actually just thought about something and i've got it I, so i've been flicking through so just i mean i did a uh yeah prior to the chaos of the pandemic i um i was going to start doing some conferences down under and i still might and that's one of my cool one of my goals for this year. And I put a slideshow together called Megalithomania 2, okay? So if we're going to connect loosely megalithic cultures to arcs, to power boxes, to, right? So we're going to to make that connection. Now, I need to take a deep breath. I actually might have a quick drink, right? Go for it. Yeah. That's good. You're going to do some uh, seminars, some some, um, some, – I've wanted to do that myself, yeah. I've said it now. I've said it now, so – so you I, put it so in the universe. I put it in the universe. It's out there. Uh, well, it's actually officially on the show now. <laughs> okay, well, you got to do it. I'll join right. you somewhere. Yeah, All absolutely, right. man. All right, so deep breath. The megalithic sites, the countries for megalithic sites, right? Ready? Mm-hmm. Egypt, Ethiopia, India, Indonesia, Israel, Japan, Laos, Lebanon, Micronesia, South Korea, Syria, Tonga, Turkey, England, France, Germany, Spain, Australia, Bahamas, Costa Rica, Cuba, Guatemala, Honduras, Mexico, United States, Bolivia, Chile, Colombia, Peru, Greece, Ireland, Malta, Netherlands, Russia, Scotland. Add Italy to that list. Add Japan to that. Oh, Japan's already there. Um, it's everywhere, man. Right? Easter Island, did you get Easter, there? Oh, no, I didn't get Easter Island. That's another one that needs to be added to the list. This is old notes, right? But I just found this yeah. um, the other day, and I thought that was this was the first list. I think the, the slideshow's got a bigger list. But, you know, just to, to grasp, this megalithic culture, these this this culture that had understanding of the things that we're talking about, because it does all come back to that man. It comes back to this, comes back to this race, this advanced race that we once were, or, or you know, that's how many countries around the globe that it is. It's practically every single one, right? It's it's yeah. 
you know, oh, add Hawaii to that list. I know there's there's stuff, you know, there's some the, – didn't you find some stuff on the island? Well, that- well I, I think I found an ancient pyramid, but I, I have to go back, and it's in a sketchy place where if I leave my car, I might not have a car again. So <laughs> <laughs> I've been kind of thinking, like, I need to go with the right people and actually climb it. I got some video, and it's like, yes. So for my listeners out there, expect sometime in the next – summer or something i'm gonna get the climb that thing and figure out if it's a pyramid or not but you know it very well could be we don't have a lot of that stuff here but Mm. just to think that it's been on easter island one of the most isolated inhabited islands in the world Mm. they even have megalithics there it's just Mm. like they're everywhere yeah so i don't know whether i've told you this however you know on easter island right so there's all the statues on easter island yeah every single one of them is facing in towards the island apart from the seven you know the seven that you see yes okay? mm-hmm. now if you draw a straight line from those seven statues due west they are staring directly at where australia's stonehenge once stood oh wow and australia's stonehenge was predates any other stonehenge that was ever known However, it was bulldozed in uh, 1946. Those fuckers. Yeah. 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 But that's the, those seven statues are staring directly at uh, what would have been known as Australia's Stonehenge, um, which is, yeah. Another one of those ones, man. I was just trying to find, see if I had a. Just trying to see if I uh, that's this isn't the best photo, but there's a better one. But this is this is one of the renditions. The problem with too many research folders that is not a good rendition, but that's an earlier computer rendition of the survey documents that were taken in 1938. Um, that's a, a good friend of mine, Richard. He actually discovered the documents like Indiana Jones back in 2014. Um, and he's yeah, this is one of his first computer generated models of the Stonehenge, but that's not a good that's not a good one. Um there's a lot better ones of that now. And where what part of Australia is this in? Uh Mullumbimby. Um, Mullumbimby. Yeah. Trying to Okay, in Queensland. No, uh, no, New South Wales. New South is, Wales. Is that yeah. New South Wales? Yeah, okay, about, okay. about two and a half hours south of of um of me. Um okay. Just trying to do, 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 do. Here we go. Here we go. This is the better version. Uh, hang on. No mistakes, everybody. No mistakes. Here is the actual. Sur- this is this is the actual survey documents. Um, photocopies oh, yeah. of the survey documents that were made. Each of these coloured stones, the reds, the greens, the blues, are all crystal, man. Big massive crystal pillars. Okay. Now, see this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Those seven stones are staring at the seven sisters of Easter Island. No shit. That's pretty cool. It's crazy, man. Crazy. Yeah. Um, So, this is like an exact measurement to. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, if you go to the middle, the middle uh, statue at Easter Island, you go due west. It's staring directly at this. 
Well, that is my next um, megalithic expedition. I'm going to go to Easter Island whenever they clear their vaccine passport. Are they still? <sighs> yeah. Oh, man. Look. It's in 2023. I, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, look, man, I, w- I would really love, Loomis, for the coins of the realm to release us and give us some some bounty so me and you, man, we we should we need to go. You need to come down here. I need we need we need like we need enough resources to go on a research trip for about six months and just you know put our boots on the ground oh, with nice. some of this stuff, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's the because mm-hmm. I can only imagine our interpretations once we actually put our feet on the ground there. You know, um, yeah, it's interesting stuff, dude. Was there anything else you wanted to cover off, mate? Anything else you want to chat about uh, before we before we log off today? I think we've covered it. I mean, like like we said at the beginning, there's only so far you can go with this, but mm. what a bunch of interesting little links that link to other things as you go along. So you can see like you can connect a lot of this. It's not just just one story in the Bible. There's just so much more to this. So I, I even just going over this information out loud with you, it just like sparked a bunch of things oh, in my yeah, brain. Absolutely. So me too. That's I hope what it I love does that. Our, the, I love that about our conversations, Loomis. Yes. I love that. Yeah, me too. That. And so I hope that people get, listeners get the same thing from it too, that it's like, oh, wow, there's all these connections because it really is all connected. We're not really looking at a bunch of different stories all the time. We're actually looking at variations of the same story or we're, as we keep saying, echoes. Echoes, Yeah. Yeah. Well, mate, thank you. Thank you very much, man. Uh, hey, thank it is, you. Yeah. It is echoes, too. It's always a it pleasure. Echo. Always, always. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, make sure you look after each other. Uh, and thanks for listening. Thank you. Cheers, we'll See you again. enjoyed that episode although you may have not learned anything super new about it or maybe you did but it does dead end because we don't know where the thing went or the things if there were two we have you know a lot in this human story that's a big mystery and I think this is another big piece in it if you've been enjoying these swap casts I've been doing with Trippin from Unlocking the Code, then you should check out some of the other ones that I have on my feed. And I don't number these really, but this is the fourth swap cast between Trippin and I. And actually, I was a guest on his show as well. And he was a guest on Chan It Down when we did the roundtable about Space is Fake. But uh, you might want to catch some of the other swap casts we did. We did one about the moon. We did one about the insanity of the last few years. And we talked about uh, cataclysms and UFO sightings on another one. And so we, we've done a lot. And we will continue to do more as I work with Triffin as we're like-minded in wanting to figure out these mysteries and everything. As far as the month of... April 2023, as of this recording, uh, chin it down. I probably will be able to fit, hopefully, a live stream at the very end of this month. Sort of had to do a few different things this month that uh, required shifting some things around. 
So I'm not able to give you maybe the podcasts that I wanted to, but that's just life. Things happen that way. But uh, should be able to get you a, a, a live stream by the end of the month. And of course, there's Afterthoughts if you want a continue, continuation of this show. Uh, Afterthoughts is the Patreon-only show. You can support that if you like. Just subscribe one month, listen to it all, and unsubscribe. I'm not trying to make lots of money at this, but it helps just to, you know, pay the little dues and bills that I have to pay for uh, doing this show. But anyway, I hope you've been enjoying all the work that's been going on on Chant It Down on its 10th year. So expect great things this year. Much love. Chant It Down. Be a warrior, not a warrior. Live from the Hawaiian Islands, coming from the perspective of complete freedom, coming from wisdom outside the system, and then some. This is the mouthpiece of the natural earth forgotten. At this point in time, humanity's been kept from the truth, so Channel Down Radio offers the coordinates to a path out. You're searching for something whole, cause what you see is real life. You're watching this world unfold, the truth beneath the lies. Rekindling what's been stole, the need to free one's mind. Uncover the truth exposed, so people see the light. Let's turn it down so we can know. It's simple, we just break it down a little bit so we can process all. Make the switch to elevate yourself to conscious mode. And it's beneficial, we can get this kind of road and get the future. Generators want to stop the whole thing But the message is this really we can start a post Taking in the simulating, getting lots of numbers Waking up the possibility to try to stop hypnosis Ch-